right, podcast listeners, welcome back to another episode of the No Limits Podcast with me, your host, Mark Wormrod. Now, I'm going to start this podcast with an apology, like I did last episode, because I have forgot my audio equipment again, so the audio quality of this episode may not be as good as it should be, but... If you listen to the first couple of episodes, you will already know that the whole idea behind this podcast is that wherever I am in the country, whatever it is I'm doing, whenever the mood takes me and something pops in my head that I want to share with the world, I pull over in my car, jump in my hotel room, and I just spit it into this phone. Uh, That's happened today. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't have the equipment with me, so the audio is a little bit worse than it should be, but don't let that affect it because I've got something... Which I think is really, really cool to talk about. And I felt compelled to get on and share it with you guys. So at the minute, I am at the Commando Training Centre in Exmouth. For those of you that don't know, this is where all Royal Marines come uh, and and are turned from recruits into fully-fledged Royal Marines commandos. And I come up here every couple of weeks with my Royal Marines Association hat on and I speak to the recruits in week 28 and I give them a presentation about the Royal Marines Association and the Royal Marines Charity, uh, who we are, what we do, how we help people, who we've helped, I give them a few examples and then I get them signed up and, and bought into the Royal Marines Charity but more importantly I put it on their radar very early on in their careers so if they or their families ever find themselves in times of need, then hopefully, after listening to me waffle on for a bit, they know where to come to get the help that they need. And I came up here this morning uh, a lot earlier than I normally do because I had a meeting with a, a very nice gentleman called Brigadier Jock Fraser. Uh, and we were meeting up to talk about how the work he does as a serving Romans officer and the work I do as a retired Royal Marine working in the charity sector, how we can work together in certain areas and how we have crossover and effectively we can do the most to help serving and retired Royal Marines. And, you know, as normally happens, the uh, the conversation goes off in different directions and we start talking about different things. And he said something to me which I didn't know and which I found extremely interesting. And actually when he was telling me it gave me goosebumps because I thought it was that much of an awesome idea and I wanted to share it with you guys. Now here at the Commando Training Centre there is a place called Hunter Company. Now Hunter Company is where you go when you're a recruit if you're injured during training and when you're in Hunter Company you will do rehabilitation, you will do lectures and military skills and all those other kind of things while you're getting better, while your injury is repairing itself and while you're getting yourself ready to get back to full fitness and then to rejoin a troop and to continue with training. Now I was very lucky when I came through training in the fact that I never got any injuries so I never had to go to hunt a company. Uh, It's something that I feel very grateful for because it's hard enough getting through this place anyway, you know, in one hit the first time. It's a long old process. And I don't know 
mentally, if I could have hacked it, being in Hunter Company for any number of weeks and, and watching my troop go through training and progress and eventually pass out and become fully-fledged commandos while I was still in training. So although I've never been there myself, I, I've often thought about it over the years and I have a massive, massive, massive amount of respect for the lads that do go there and tough it out and have to go through that and, and deal with that mentally of watching their, their friends and their, their troop progress and pass on and then eventually pass out. And um, ju- just big shout out to those guys because I honestly don't know if I had been put in there myself, if I would have been able to handle it. But anyway, I was speaking to Brigadier Fraser this morning and he started telling me that in Hunter Company, there's a like a quadrant in between the buildings. If you imagine um, just a, a group of buildings and then from a bird's eye view, looking down on them, smack bang in the middle, there's a square area, an outdoor area uh, called the quadrant. And in the quadrant, there is a bell. Now, when he started telling me this, immediately I thought of what it is the Navy SEALs go through. And I thought he was going to tell me that the guys that are in the hunting company, when they've had enough and they want to quit, they go out there, they ring the bell, and that officially marks the end of their journey to come in a Royal Marine. So I thought it was going to be quite a negative story, but it actually turned out to be a very positive one and one that, honestly, it just blew me away. It gave me goosebumps listening to this. And I thought, why do I not know this? And why does the world not know about this? Especially this little world that we live in within the Royal Marines family. So this is what actually happens. Now, like I said, people, unfortunately, for whatever reason, when they're going through training, they get injured, they go to hunt a company. The majority of them get fixed. They rejoin a troop. They progress with their training and then eventually they pass out and they become in that last week of training what's called the King's Squad, which is the most senior troop on camp. Those are the guys then that have passed all the tests that they need to. They've met all the criteria and all they really have left to do is to do the the marching and the drill and the ceremonial side of stuff so they can put on a fancy drill display for their families and then march off to their duties. Now that King Squad, by the time they get to that point, is generally a big mashup of men that have come from all different troops, more different stages of training, and then eventually got to that point where they pass out together. And in that troop, 99% of the time, I would say it's likely that some of the men in that troop have been through Hunter Company, and they've overcome those obstacles, they've stayed strong mentally, they've jumped over the hurdles that they need to and they've got on and they finished their training. Now on the day that they pass out, all of the guys in the troop that went through Hunter Company then go back to Hunter Company. And they've you've got to try and picture this, okay? So they've just been issued their Green Berets. They're in their blues uniform. This is probably one of the proudest days of their lives given that at the minute they're probably so young. And they come back to Hunter Company, they go into the quadrant and they ring the bell. Now, all the recruits know that when that bell rings, you go to the quadrant. So they do, you know, picture the scene, you know, three or four of them. They march over there, smart in their blues, berries on, go in, hunt the company, go out to the quadrant, ring the bell. And then a horde of recruits compiling into the quadrant to see what's going on. 
Now, it's at that point that these guys that have been in Hunter Company then start telling the stories to the lads about how they were in Hunter Company and how they've been where they are and they've overcome it and it gets better and then how they've gone on to now pass out of their training and become Royal Marines commandos. Now, when he told me that, I was like, wow, that is powerful stuff. You know, like I said, I, I was very fortunate in that I never went into Hunter Company, but I can imagine the mind games that go on in your head when you're in there. And, and you know, some guys think they'll never get out of there. Some guys, you know, some guys unfortunately won't because their injuries won't heal enough to let them progress the training, but a lot of them do. And they'll be in there, and it can be very demoralised, I imagine, as I said, watching your friends progress and pass out of training. And you might just sit there and think, you know what, I can't do this anymore, I want to quit, I'm never going to get out of here, I'm never going to earn my Green Beret, I'm never going to live my dream and do what I set out to do. And then these guys come that have been there, and they've seen it, and they've done it, and they've played the mind games, and they've been where these guys are, and they've come out the other side, and they come back... On that day, which is all about them, you know, their, it's their day, all their hard work and their effort and their commitment and their dedication and their focus has all paid off and they've given up their time now to come back and say, look lads, I know it's shit right now. I know what you're going through. I've been there. But listen, tough it out. Hang in there. Keep your eyes on the prize. Stay focused because soon enough, you're going to get fit. You're going to get back in the troop. And then before you know it, you're going to be where I am telling the other guys in Hunter your story about how you were in here and you hated it and you struggled and you never thought you'd get out and you were, you know, down and, and just feeling like quitting and then you overcame it. And I just sat there and I thought, this is phenomenal. And this is why, this is one of the many reasons why I love the Royal Marines, you know, this is an organisation that is always thinking, always evolving, always growing. The, the way they, they are with recruits now, the way they coach them and you know, encourage them more, it's not all about thrashing people and, and kicking their ass anymore. It's coaching and encouraging and showing people how to get better and teaching them and you know, make, getting the people to achieve what they all know they can achieve you know, through, more through encouragement and empowerment than anything else. You know, and I, and I just thought that was was incredible, and it really resonated with me, with my situation now. How, you know, ten years ago, I end up missing three limbs. I get a visit off a guy in hospital who has been through the process, who had been where I was, who came to encourage me and to tell me his story about how he got from a hospital bed to where he was, using prosthetics, serving in the military, living as a father, living as an athlete, and. And I remember how much that motivated me and pushed me on, which is, you know, back then why I started doing the same thing for other people when I was asked. I would go to hospitals and to rehab centres and speak to other people in situations similar to mine and say, look, it's shit now, I get it. But I've been there and with the right encouragement and the right support, the right prosthetics and technology, you know, this stuff, you can overcome it and you can live a really, really good life. And that story this morning just really blew me away and it, I hope you can tell by the, the passion in my voice right now how much that really affected me. And I think it's so great that they do that. And and I hope, I don't know how you measure this statistically, but I hope that if you can, the statistics reflect in it and show how much 
of a positive effect that has on on these lads that are down and injured now and you know feeling like quitting and how much it affects them and gives them that drive to get up and to get on and to move forward and it's just a really powerful analogy for life so you know I just really really felt the need to first of all share that with you and then second of all just to say whoever's listening to this if you've ever been in a situation like that you know that you've overcome whatever it may be an injury if you're an athlete um you know, maybe the loss of a loved one, uh, losing a job, whatever it is, but you've come out the other side of it. Never, ever, ever, ever underestimate how powerful it could be sharing that story and sharing that experience with somebody else who at the time is going through something similar. Because I know, and I've only said it very briefly, but I know when I was in hospital four weeks after getting injured, when I got a visit, how much I motivated me. Now I can imagine after hearing that story this morning, that when these guys are recovering from injury in their training, how powerful that can be for them to get a visit off someone that's been there, seen it and done it. And so if you ever find yourself in a situation like that where you can help, then you should help because, you know, what else is there? We go through these things, we overcome them. The next stage of it is to pass it on to help someone else. So guys, I just really felt the need the, the urge to share this with you all because I, I just it just blew me away and I think it's phenomenal and it makes me so proud so proud to be a member of the Royal Marines family and, and to hear that this kind of stuff goes on and it's just evolving and it's always always getting better you know I love it and whoever came up with that idea hats off to you Royal you know absolutely phenomenal brilliant um, that's all I can say guys I'm about to leave now I'm going to leave the Commando Training Centre. I'm going to go back home. It's Friday. I don't know when this is going to go out, but it's Fat Boy Friday. So I'm going back to see the kids. We're going to Pizza Hut. Enjoy your weekend. uh, And thank you, as always, for all of your support, all of your encouragement, uh, and, and everything you do to support me in everything that I do. I will speak to you in the next episode.